just, you know what, we'll roll whenever you're ready. It was a big day for me yesterday, Mike. And you know this because I texted you shortly after it happened. So you got the initial excitement of what happened. And what kind of people would we be if we didn't share this news with everybody who listens to this incredible podcast, The Morning After, with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews? Welcome in. Thank you for listening. I appreciated. I wanted to thank you for your friendship. I appreciated your reply so much. Um, I can't remember your exact words, but you used a lot of swearing. It was, you did use some swearing, but you used it in the most excited fashion. It was no. all caps, yep. and you were so happy for me. And I felt your enthusiasm through the phone. And thing is, I, I ha- think you were genuinely happy for me. I was so happy happy for you and I genuinely meant it I will read I will say, I know it. we're on the podcast yeah. so I know we can say it but I'm not going to but like I will I will it's amazing that off the air we cuss quite a bit but even on the podcast we feel silly when we do it I know so we don't yeah anyway so you're gonna share the story or well, what I thought you were gonna read your reply well shouldn't you share the story and then I read my read my reply I'm gonna read you... the reply and then people will say what was that reply okay. about so when you texted this to me I responded with Holy effing S, I am so happy for you. All capital letters and 12 exclamation points. <laughs> Holy effing S, I am so happy for you, is how I responded when when you told me this story. This is what had happened. All day, every day, I don't just sit and watch court TV, but a lot of times I'll I'll run my errands or fold laundry or do whatever I do, and I'll have it in uh, my ears and my in my AirPods, and mm-hmm. I listen to it off of their app. And so yesterday, I, there I am cleaning up the kitchen for the 90th time in a day. Does that happen at your house too? I feel like I clean the kitchen constantly. Um, yeah, especially with bottles right now. Oh, that's the case. you're in it. Yes. My my sink though is sparkling today, thanks to Clean Heart Maids who came out to the house yes. yesterday. Mm. Mm. God, my I love house that. is incredible right now. Um, no, so I was cleaning the kitchen and I was kind of and I was listening to Court TV per usual, but I was kind of like maybe half listening and all of a sudden I hear Jenny Matthews and I hear the 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 anchor say something that I had tweeted at him because I was watching a trial yesterday and then I tweeted to the anchor a comment about it. Mm-hmm. And and Basically, the the very long story short of what's going on in this trial, it's this douchebag who's getting a second trial because he poisoned his. I'm telling you, he poisoned his wife with antifreeze. Nobody commits suicide with antifreeze. Allegedly. Well, okay, fine, allegedly, but I'm telling you, he's totally guilty. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, he's on retrial, and so he his he was cheating on his wife at the time. This happened like in the late 90s. This mistress, this girlfriend that he had, like while he this was going on his affair, you know, she's the mistress. She gets on the stand and she has to read verbatim emails that they corresponded with each other back in the late 90s about their torrid affair. I mean, it was... So it was like dirty talk? Like they were dirty talking each other? Oh, it was dirty talking, but it was like cringy dirty talk. Like he he was talking about her boobs and he kept calling them her knobs. (laughs) I can't wait to squeeze those knobs, honey bum. I mean, it was just so cringy. And then here's this woman. This is what, 20 something years ago, and she's got to relive all this. Um, where was I going with that? Could anyway, you imagine so, having to read a text that you wrote 20 years ago? Mike, we can barely read our Facebook statuses from like five years ago. It's, <laughs> I cannot imagine reading an email exchange. Anyway, so um, the trial is actually very juicy. It's totally entertaining. But I tweeted at the anchor on Court TV just something like, oh my gosh, she must be cringing so hard right now having to read these 
you know, read these emails or whatever. Anyway, about her knobs. About her knobs. So he read that on the air. He said my name on the air. And then I got to thinking about our job, right? So we're on the radio every day. Mm. We read texts that people send us or we put callers on the air. And I just wondered, do people feel like that when they get on the radio? And I'm going to tell you, and I'm not being arrogant. I know because no, no, I've been on us. the other end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They absolutely. It's cool when you get like, when you just call your favorite, somebody who entertains you every day and you listen to them every day and then you chime in and they read your comment or call you out by name on the air. It's the best thing ever. That is so wild to me though, just to do the comparison because the truth is we, we're just on the air talking, having conversation and our, we think of our listeners just like our friends, our squad, our people. So to me, it's just all of us having this big old conversation like right. we're just a bunch of friends. But if we're being real, it's not that. No, it but, is more than that. So, But then I wondered, I was like, oh my gosh, does the anchor at Court TV think like, are we friends? Because <laughs> I consider our listeners our friends. Am I his friend? You were texting me all about it. Yeah. One of the other, I guess one of the other statements that one of the other texts or emails he had to read was that um, he emailed her and said, hey, I'm eating lunch, but I'd rather be eating you. <laughs> dying. And this poor woman, well, I say this poor woman, look, she was she was married at the time, you know, he was obviously married, they were having an affair, it wasn't right, but to ha- I mean, think about it. we all made mistakes 20 yeah. years ago, and I can't believe that she's got to get up on the stand and read these cringeworthy exchanges. And then, and then you texted me and said, I texted in a comment and, all capital letters, they read it on air! <laughs> seven exclamation points, followed by, they even said my name! Another six uh. exclamation points, which is when I responded, Holy bleeping bleep, I'm so happy for you. 12 exclamation points. Do you know, did you ever have a moment like that? Were you ever, um, I don't know, were you ever on the air before you were a radio personality? Or do you know, did you ever have a shout out like that or or Um, anything? I got excited because I got to do a bit. So so the the answer is no, but I did get to do uh, a bit as an intern, which I was very excited about. And I used to go by the, my fake radio name back in the day used to be Wally. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. (laughs) But I had a a guy who did, he was actually on the, uh, the night show, in, if, if you've ever been to St. Louis or you're from St. Louis, um, WIL in St. Louis, the country station over there, I, I interned in that building and I knew the guy who did nights there. And so since everyone called me, since he called me Wally, we would do a segment where I would be in a random area of St. Louis and we would play Where's Wally? Oh, I love it. And and you, would, I would give clues about where I was and then whoever found who I was won like a prize, like a tickets t-shirt, or concert whatever. tickets. Yeah, That's was, super fun. Yeah. And I, I so I enjoyed... Like I would record him, I would I would record my audio and then send it to him, and then he would play it on. The, it wasn't live, uh-huh. so I could, so I got to hear myself back on there, and I'm like, I'm on the radio in St. Louis. It's like my dream job come true. Okay, so I remember when I was in high school, we would do. There was a radio station we all listened to. It was the Top 40 station, and they did a thing at night called Bed Check, and you could call, and you could. It was the Ugly DJ was his name, and you could call, and you know, just give shout outs to your friends or whatever. Yep. And I remember I tried to get in. I mean, every night for like six months or something, and I could never get through, never get through. And now I know how it works. I mean, you only have so much time to air so many calls or whatever. But one night I did, I got through. And then I remember I had my little boom box with my cassette tape and I I had it on records. And I somewhere, I still have that. I'd love to find that recording. Me giving a shout out to all my friends. I you felt I, so cool. You know what I never got onto, and of course this is like a national thing, so it was very hard to get on there, but I really wanted to. Every day, I would get online when I got home from high school, and I would put in my song request for TRL. Oh yeah. And I had a girlfriend at the time. Her name was Natalie. Yeah. And I'd always and like I, I, I like. I was like, okay, in order to get my message on the screen, I have to write the same thing that everyone else is writing, which I wish I wouldn't have done. But uh, cause, but everyone would just be like, I want to hear this song by this artist 
for this reason, and they'd end it like if they had a boyfriend or girlfriend. I love you so and so. Yeah, of course. I want to hear Eminem, Real <laughs> Slim Shady, because boy bands suck. I love you, Natalie. Yeah. Was like I, I wrote that every day. Did and you I'm get like, on? No. Oh, come on. But how cool would it Mike from Missouri wanted to get on there, and I couldn't, man. Ah. Yeah, Ooh. it's just funny, the thrill of stuff like that. Have you ever won anything off the radio? No. Or have you ever won anything in general? Yes. Okay. My mom and I were shopping at the Shoe Carnival. Yeah, I remember this story now. <laughs> and we... <laughs> And I wanted Get it, Mike. To, and, I, and, and look, it was top beginning of school year. Your boy needed some, your boy needed some new Reeboks, you, you know? You gushed darn right you did. And they, uh, so the, 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 the employee, who I'm sure was paid millions, you know, the shoe carnival employee was like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for shoe carnival trivia. If you know the answer to this question, come on up to the cashier's desk and we'll give you a little coupon or something. <laughs> what was Mickey Mouse's original name? And I kind of looked at my mom. I said, "I know the answer, and understand that back in the day, you know, we were thrifty, so we needed to save them dollars." So my mom drug me by my ear, not to, <laughs> not really, but she's like, she's ear? like, "Get your ass up there and go answer that question, so we can get twenty percent off." So I did, and I was like, and we go up to the register, and I'm like, I was so intimidated by the shoe carnival employee, and I'm like, "Hi, I um, I I know I know the answer to the question." Oh yeah, man! What is it? Um, it's Mortimer Mouse. He's like, "Congrats! Here's twenty percent off." Yeah. And I'm like, "Thank you." And we walk away, and I'm like, "Oh, that was actually kind of underwhelming." And then, oh, uh, congratulations <laughs> to Michael, who knew the answer was Mortimer Mouse. Hey! Let's go! I think I could, actually, you know what? I think I could spin a prize wheel. You know what? They did do the prize wheel at the shoe carnival, and I know that because I did a couple of radio remotes there, and I do believe there was a prize wheel. They also let me on the mic. I got to be the the girl on the mic at the shoe carnival. It was kind of an exciting moment because here's the thing. I always knew that there was something about radio when I was little. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had a a microphone that you could hook up to your AM station on on your alarm clock or whatever Mm -hmm. and hear yourself. And I remember I would just pretend I was doing commercials. I would pretend I was doing the school announcements like the lunch menu and I would pretend I was doing school closings and I just there was something about talking into a microphone I just I loved it when I um I, I grew up with a stepsister and I only saw her once every other weekend but one of the games we would play is we had a we, we, we were big balling when I went down to dad's house because we had a camcorder oh yeah you know over the shoulder they whole cassette like tape sitting pounds. in there <laughs> and my and my uh stepsister would would be the camera person, and I, here we go, I can't believe I've talked about TRL, but I would pretend to host TRL. Yeah. And I was gonna say, Eminem, the real Slim Shady, uh, TRL, MTV, thanks for hanging out. Like I'm like I'm Carson Daly, I wanted to, maybe I should paint my, half my nails black like Carson Daly did. He paint, <laughs> he, he was, would, listen, he was so cool back then. He painted his, his pinky and his ring finger mm-hmm. nails black and, and then didn't paint any of the other nails. Weird. I remember that. Yeah, but, but, but I, I tell you what, man, I could host me some TRL. Yeah. I'd be good at it. Look, I miss stuff like TRL. I miss what MTV used to be. I mean, I was, you know, Alive. I don't know if you were. I don't know what what time, what uh, year it came out. But when MTV launched, I mean, I was. I remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, yeah. I don't. And like, I think even as a kid, my mom wouldn't let me watch MTV because she was like, of all the things I did watch, the fact that I couldn't watch that was hilarious. Well, but. it was. I mean, it was videos, and it was so neat to have images to go with music. And you know, we both we both agree on some level that videos 
music videos are cheesy. I loathe music videos. I feel sorry for artists when they're recording music videos because they're not allowed to make a noise. Right. They have to lip sync while they're recording, and it's and they just have to and not lip sync. They have to move their mouth. But like, I wonder if they do this. Like, I I don't think I could just do like a straight no. up, just move my mouth. I would have to at least softly whisper. I thought you should know. Or I would just sing it and then just say, take all that out. Like, just you'll have to you'll have to remove my voice later. Look There's yes. only there are only a couple of music videos that I even can remember, but that I really really enjoyed. And the one that I really loved was the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. They're like um Were at, they the airport at the airport, yeah. and there's the planes behind them, and they had the white suits on, and I don't know. I just thought that was the coolest music video. I will give credit because uh, I have now since come to appreciate that a, a boy band is, is entertaining as hell and uh, sync's Bye Bye Bye. Another great one. They got to, remember they the get puppets, halfway through right? it. They were the, well, they were the puppets first. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they, dop, then they drop into this Dodge Viper. Yeah. And they have this huge race scene. I'm like, what all, is going on all here? All the Britney Spears videos were good. Okay, so Imagine, like, you know, here's 12-year-old Michael, right, and, and, and kind of starting to realize, oh, girls don't have, I don't I don't really care if girls have cooties. I think I would like to kiss one of them now. She was the one. And then Britney Spears comes out in the, in the one-piece red leather for Oops, I Did It Again. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm in love oh, with Britney. Oh, there it is. Between, between Britney Spears and the red, and then the pink Power Ranger. All right, you're talking about the first loves of my life right there. And I remember, and I, and I am older than you, so you probably don't, but Michael Jackson was obviously huge king of pop mm-hmm. uh, when the Thriller video came out, because that was almost like a little mini movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to a neighbor's house, because they were like the rich neighbors, and we went there, and because they, they, I think they had a VCR before anybody else, and they had the Thriller video before anybody else. And I mean, I can remember sitting exactly where I was on the couch, just mesmerized. I mean, everything Michael Jackson did back then was just yeah. magical in the way of music. But yeah, I don't know. Not sure why we got on that. How did we even get on that? Who cares? It's I love this is why I love the podcast because we can just ramble on about things. Um, I would I, and I would now I'm sure I would look back and I would hate them, but like when I tell you that I was I was a Stan, which is what or is Eminem's fan base. They're called Stans because of the song Stan or mm-hmm. whatever. But I, it didn't matter. I bet if I look, went back and honestly critiqued those music videos now, I would tell you that all of them suck. But man, back in the day when the real Slim Shady, he had Kathy Griffin in his real Slim Shady music video, and then the Stan music video, the fan dyeing his hair. Yeah, I like, like the Eminem videos. I always thought he put out quality content. Well, like, so so did I at that time. But I wonder if I went back now and watched him, if I think, boy, this sucks. My biggest embarrassment growing up. Was like, because there's, I didn't really like country until I got into radio. Um, but like growing up, for me, it was that era that 99 to 2001. I was big like the Dr. Dre Eminem thing, and then into the. I really liked. I still love Lincoln Park. They're like one of my favorite. And when when Chester, their lead singer, committed suicide a couple years ago, that was awful. Mm-hmm. But man, I am. If there's one band I'm just embarrassed about, it's Limp Bizkit. Like I, I know. loved Limp Bizkit. Do you know though? I told you like a few weeks back. For whatever reason, my husband and I watched Woodstock '99. <clears throat> some documentary on. I think it was Netflix. I can't even remember where we watched it now. But it, it talked about the Woodstock '99 festival, and that was. I mean, that's when Limp Bizkit was at their peak. Was, and, yeah, that was nookie time. Yeah, and we watch. And of course, the whole thing about the documentary is that play. It was a complete literal shit show because there was like there were sanitation problems it was it was just a disaster a huge festival where they did not have the proper things in place anyway um, they showed Limp Bizkit in their performance and I'm sorry I know I know now it all seems very corny and like how could we ever have thought that they were so cool but dude it was it, I mean that music got you fired up 
I, and Fred I, Durst was like so cool back when then. When the man came out with the the backwards red, red Yankees hat, yeah, <laughs> yes. I remember that my my first actually I missed it because Eminem did a couple of anger management tours. That's what he called his concert tours. And uh, the one I missed that I hate that I missed was it was like Eminem and Limp Biscuit. And like even to this day, like oh my god, I thought of those two in the room at the same time. I couldn't imagine, but I did get to see it. And I was like my first concert it was Eminem. Um, Papa Roach. Yeah, I love Cut Papa Roach. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Ludacris. Yeah. Amongst other, that was Ludacris great... is opening up for Janet Jackson, which I've told you that's my bucket list concert that I need to go to because the last time I tried to go, I had food poisoning and I couldn't. So I am so happy excited. for you and I hope you get to experience that. But I also have to share with you, in my opinion, those roles should be reversed and Janet Jackson should be opening for Ludacris. I don't want anyone in the world to hear you say that because everyone would think you were ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mike, why are you acting? <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Janet Jackson is just, I mean, uh, I love listening to Janet Jackson, uh, Janet Jackson Essentials, you know, and it goes through just all of her hits. And it's like the woman, I, her incredible career. And I can't believe I had seriously like front row tickets to see her years ago. And I had food poisoning and I, and I couldn't make it to the show. So she is coming to Kansas City and I am going to go. But I looked online because I know we're in radio and have some connections and things like that to try to get tickets. But I really like I don't want to miss this show. So mm-hmm. I tried to go on to buy them. We need to discuss concert ticket prices for a minute. Ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if these were just purchased by scalpers and now they're out there selling them and that's how it goes. But I'm serious. Even the crappiest seats available were like 400 and something dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. The really good seats, thousands of dollars. Who has that? I wonder what the face value of these tickets were originally. I'd like to know. I can't believe they'd be over 100 something. Like that's Even that seems high. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. For me, because who's... I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being mean. Maybe I'm being young and naive. But like somebody, if somebody's willing to spend a thousand dollars to see Janet Jackson, that's hilarious to well, me. Well, here's the thing: if I had a spare thousand sitting around, I really would because truly, she. I don't know. Like, who would you? Who's somebody from your growing up days that you know you just would love the nostalgia? I mean, probably Eminem. Pro- okay, yeah. But. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I, I can't give you a direct answer. I have to think about it. First. I paid. Mm, I want to say it was close to 300 bucks to see Madonna years ago. Mm. Um, you know, just because, like, again, it's that nostalgia. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm willing to pay some money, but I'm not going to pay thousands of dollars for a concert ticket. I just think that's absurd. No. And I can't believe it. it's able to happen. My biggest concert ticket purchase regret was, and by the time this person came out, I, I'd been, I, was, I was here, I was at Q104, and I could have probably asked somebody and gotten tickets for free, but I wanted to make sure I had tickets to yeah. this show. And so I was like, I'm just going to buy them. And it was it was Katie and I, it was our wedding gift to ourselves, but you know, because we got the you know, wedding's nice day, got a mm-hmm. bunch of cards full of money, so we got a little money, like, let's spend, let's let's get ourselves some good seats. And we saw Ed Sheeran at Arrowhead. Yeah. Terrible show. And you hated it. I hated the show, which which really broke my heart. And, mm-hmm. and this, but this isn't just me, too. I asked my wife, how did you feel about that? That show and she's like it sucked and the thing of it is, is Ed he's ultra talented so he doesn't have a band it's right. just him doing everything which, which is, is amazing which is cool to do doesn't fly at Arrowhead Arrowhead's too big of a stadium I for agree that. With and that. he's coming back I think sometime next year and well, I'm like, he sells out I and, mean, I, and, and if you're going I hope you have a great time but just the, the type of show Ed does doesn't work for a stadium because then the next time I went to Arrowhead for a concert I mean despite all the Kenny Chesney was ones Taylor Taylor Swift at Arrowhead Stadium we paid for that was an experience it was and we paid a lot of money now that I'm thinking we paid quite a bit of money for those tickets because it was another I really really want to see her and I want to see her and sit mm-hmm. in a good seat mm-hmm. um, but that's one thing I honestly do appreciate about our radio station about Q104 is that we we put on lots of shows that 
are totally affordable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would say a 20, $20, $25 ticket. I feel like we do that quite a bit. And I, I feel like that's cool because... Again, who had? I just don't know who has this kind of like silly money just sitting around. Or let's say you did have this money. Mm-hmm. I I don't. And I grew up in a sports house. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a sports family, so I think for me that's why. If I had to buy, if I'm buying a thousand dollar ticket to anything, it's not a concert. It's a sporting. It's event. a sporting event, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a prestigious one. Whether it be a, a Chiefs playoff game, for uh, example. Right. You know, I'm not spending a thousand dollars. See, you can see Janet Jackson, or you can see. Mahomes and the Chiefs do their thing. Mm, like, Janet I'm, Jackson I'm, for me, but no, that's no, different no, no, strokes, no, no. different folks. I thought you were a part of the kingdom, <laughs> oh, I'm Jenny. part of the kingdom, but um, Clearly you're I got not. love for Janet Jackson. But You're part of Rhythm Nation. You're I, not part I of Chiefs part kingdom. Of, <laughs> Can't both, be part okay? of both, though. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? Wait, wait, wait. It was something about... Um, Oh, brain fart right here on the podcast. Wait, what did you just say? Because I was I had a follow-up question for you. If I had a thousand dollars, I would spend oh, it on a sports um, you, ticket. Okay, right. So Super Bowl tickets are mm-hmm. always like, aren't those something silly? Like those are fifteen thousand yeah. to sit in a cheap seat. Like, Chiefs are in it. Let's say. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much would you? Zero. Really? I would spend zero dollars. Really? I, okay. I would not pay for a Super Bowl ticket ever. I would ask anybody I knew if the opportunity came up, absolutely. I would go. You wouldn't pay for it. But other than that, I would never pay for a Super Bowl ticket. I, and then the travel and the hotel and all that stuff. Like, it's just, to me, it's a, there is, it, and, and, and it's not worth it. Honestly, the Super Bowl is so brilliantly televised. And the Super, and, and for the record, like, if you go to a Super Bowl, prepare to be disappointed. And I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly here, but you need to understand the Super Bowl is a television event because they have 80,000 people in that stadium. They already have their money. It doesn't matter about their experience because they already have their money and they'll always sell that out. But there are millions upon millions of people watching it on television to the NFL, and rightfully so. The television presentation is way more important and takes all the priority now, over the in-person experience. You're definitely the sportsier of the two of us, but I would say that about any sporting event, I enjoy watching it on TV because, well, number one, they break it down, so I actually understand what's going on. Sure. Two, you get to get the up-close visuals. We've been to, for example, we did, I went to a Chiefs game, a Monday night Chiefs game this past the, year. Yeah, against the Raiders, yeah. Which was honestly so cool. We had so much fun. It was great. But I did think the whole time I was there, I think I really enjoy the game aspect much more in, por- in person because I can, or not in person, on TV because I can follow along a little bit better. That's the yellow line, the first down line. And not to be an idiot, but yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're not, that is such a common thing. Mm-hmm. So many people have said that. My disagreement with you on that would be the sport that I grew up loving more than anything. Hockey live mm-hmm. is way better than hockey on TV. You know, I think my problem, I've never been to a hockey game, mm-hmm. but I have seen on TV, is following that puck. Exactly. I wish, I wish the puck was like bright orange or something. <laughs> I'm serious. I well, have a hard time it, but if, following it. But if it. you think about it, it's the perfect color because a, a puck is black and it and it skids across white ice. It, it doesn't get more contrary. I need You're, to it, like glow neon or something. Did you know <laughs> that used to be sparks. a TV graphic thing? They used to do that. Like no. there was, back in the this is the nineties. So you know, and everything, all these zigzag and bright colored and everything. Um back in the nineties, the NHL had a contract with Fox, and Fox is always big on on you know graphics and things like that. So yeah, they had a they had some sort of technology where the puck would be it would it would glow red. And like a much bigger glow than the size of the actual puck, and then like if you, I don't hate that. Oh no, actually it it would glow blue, but then when a player 
like took a shot, and if it was fast enough, it would turn red, and there'd be a trail behind. Like, oh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm here for that because I do. I struggle with following the puck. You know, you know who's and and. I think there's technology available now to where I th- I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking into it because you know who recently has done something like that and it's been great for the TV viewer is golf. Mm, oh, you notice yeah, that's that another one. when they when they hit the ball now there's that little blue trail and it shows you where the ball goes. I appreciate brilliant, that brilliant move by golf. And here's mm-hmm. the thing: the purists of golf hate a venue like Top Golf because well, it's not real golf, but it was Top Golf who came up with that technology. Oh, really? It's called Top Tracer is the uh. name of the technology. But that somebody was smart enough at CBS or whomever to say say, you know what, that's a great way to attract more casual fans mm-hmm. is by giving them an idea of where the go- of where the ball goes. And it's been, a, it's been a home run for them. I, because I think it's very anticlimactic when you watch them hit and it's like, okay, well, I don't see the ball anymore. No, uh, and it takes a couple seconds for the camera to find it. Mm-hmm. Golf cameraman has to be one of the hardest jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you think about watching golf, like when they putt even, like they putt, and then you notice how the camera slowly zooms in and gets closer to the hole and closer to the ball. Like, there's there's a fine art to being a camera operator on a golf course. And, and shout out to, shout out to shout golf out to camera that. operators. Yeah. That is a tough, tough Absolutely. job. Absolutely. I feel like announcing golf would be easy, though. I feel like golf Whoops. is something that I put on when I want to take a nap because it really is very soothing very soothing to the ears what would you be likely to fall asleep to faster golf or qvc wow qvc is seriously so soothing i'll say golf because qvc sometimes i get a little excited about whatever item they're showing and i can get kind of wrapped up in that and it'll keep my attention whereas golf i'm not interested at all yeah okay it makes sense yeah because if they're running a fanny pack sale right you're i'm in you're, you're all about it. That is secretly like a job that if QVC had their headquarters here in Kansas City, I would a side hustle over there to be one of the anchors. That's what you would do? I would love it. You talk about that video, that camcorder you had back in the day. I used to pretend I was a QVC No, host. you didn't. There was I, no way you I promise used. I did. I, somewhere those tapes exist. When I go to my dad's, I think he still has a VCR. I should go look for it. I can't imagine. We used to make music videos, too, for cheesy 80s songs. Yeah, it was a good time. I could not imagine you doing that. That's I'm trying to think if I... I gotta find those videos. What else did I do? Because now we're talking about camcorders, and I remember... Oh, that's... Okay, that's funny. So on the show t- today, is, as we're recording this, it is Wednesday the 18th, and if you listened to the morning drive on Q104 this morning, I got very geeky because I talked about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I don't know, I just remembered this now, but when I was at my dad's house every other weekend, but I had friends who lived across the street, Danny and Kyle, great kids, and we all love Power Rangers. And so one weekend we tried to make a Power Rangers movie sequel in his front yard. This and tape has to exist. It has to exist somewhere, but I, I think it's somewhere, um, somewhere in Imperial, Missouri, <laughs> in a basement or a dumpster. You are more than welcome. If you find it, please let me know. Right there off Country Forest Ugh. Drive, we would love to to get a. If I could get that video back, that'd be everything. Never gonna happen, but it sure would be cool. You never know. By the way, speaking of my dad. I got to talking to him because there's something I'm really excited. I'm excited about with uh, with Chandler, with my four month old daughter. I I kind of it's good. It's bad. like I don't like right now because we're in the winter months and I, I just want to start doing stuff with her. But I also know she's just a little too little mm-hmm. still to be doing stuff with. But I can I tell you how excited I am for this summertime? I cannot wait to get that girl in a swimming pool. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait because you should see all these little swimsuits she's got oh, already. Everyone's buying her all these with her cute little, little swimsuits. Fat legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time it's acceptable to be super super fat with your rolls in. 
hanging out. I know. I just, I can't wait to do all the things with her. I can't wait for summertime. And my, and my, I'll have a, let's see, like, it's born in September. So, you know, by, by, Memorial Day, she'll be eight months old. Like, well, it'll be fun because she'll be splashing around a little bit, and I, I don't know. It, it, you're, you're entering a much more fun part for you of parenthood because, and it, honestly, it just gets more fun. I mean, yes, there are hard days. Toddler years are very challenging, mm-hmm. but I will say, like with my kids being ten and twelve now, it's again challenges. But I love. I love the people they're becoming mm-hmm. and the fun we can have, the conversations we can have. Like I know you, you know, you love to joke around and stuff. Like when you two can have your little jokes and stuff. It's there's a lot of fun things. Like, I can't ahead. wait. So like my like our dog Dolly loves uh, like I'll I'll like make her sit and then I'll toss the ball like just barely over her head and she does this big old flippy leap to catch it. Yeah. Like I can't wait till she's old enough to where like she's sitting on the deck. You know, just by you know, she can hold herself up or whatever, and, and like I go, I go, Dolly, whoosh, right. and she flips, and she just goes. Bah! I mean, you're getting there, like, yeah. Oh, this like, summer will be fun for you guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. If only there were a pool that we could bring her to. to yeah. Go uh, hi, come on over. I mean, our next door neighbors have a pool. I don't know if I want to go all the way to the Northland. With well, it's more fun at my pool because we have this little section. It's called like a your pool sun is magnificent or something. But it's supposed to be the idea is you're supposed to put like a lounge chair in it, and it's just it's maybe like how much how much is that? Like yeah, less than like a foot of water a foot, or something. Like six inches of water, and you just kind of you yeah. I and I've been waiting for someone that I know to have a baby to come over to splash around. It's the perfect area for a baby just to sit and splash. I have to tell you something that you'll roll your eyes at, and maybe I've told you this before. Mm. I don't think. And I don't know why. Yes, I do. Because you and your husband are, are you, you all are the beautiful people. And because of that, I cannot, I don't think I'll ever wear a bathing suit at your house. I'm going to be honest with you. We've had many pool parties. I've never worn a swimsuit to my pool parties. <sighs> Some people come over, and I'm not judging it. I love people who have the confidence just to w- strut around in their swimsuit. I'm not that person. We all have insecurities. And I have the I have the confidence to walk around in a in a in the in the swim trunks. Just not next to Matthew Matthews. Yeah. The guy is chiseled out of stone. He but I'll be honest with you, I don't he hasn't really done that either. We always always have you know I'll wear shorts and a tank top or whatever. Yeah. Might have the swimsuit underneath, but I would tell you right now I'm not strutting around. It'd be it so weird if we were in our swimsuits together. I know. Like, Ew. <laughs> Put some clothes on, you hooch. What if I had like a slutty bikini? Well, Matthew probably be like, hey, babe, can we go inside for a... Honestly, I always wonder that at the beach, what I see, you know, just the swimsuits that people wear, and especially these days, like, really, the skimpier, mm-hmm. the better for these younger girls. And I'm just like, how is this any different than all of us being out in our underwear in public? It's not. It's not. It's not. But it's a different fabric, so all of a sudden, it's okay. It, it, and yeah, and the answer to your question is yes, that yeah. it, it's okay. I mean, look, I think I look all right for my age and everything, but I have no, I have no desire to strut around in front of... Especially the only my coworker. I, I will. You know what? I'll say because I'm trying to think like what would the, an exception be. I will say an exception, and I, I wouldn't expect you to make this exception, but I would because I just genuinely would not care about anyone's opinion. And that's if, um, like, say we get the opportunity to do a broadcast in Mexico or something like that, and yeah. we're in Mexico for a week. I'm, I'm getting in that pool, and I don't care who's it because I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in now. Yeah. I'm not doing that without at least three pina coladas in my system. <laughs> but once, and by the way, and anybody who's judging right now because oh, are you drinking pina coladas, you little girl? When you are a tropical vacation, oh, yeah. <laughs> you get all the pink. Fruity drinks you a pina colada's more of a yellow, but you don't say strawberry daiquiris for this girl. Yeah. Just saying. No, no, no. Listen, listen, men. <laughs> you you want to go to your local bar? Yeah, you probably need to order a whiskey. That's sure. fine. But when you're on vacation, you're somewhere warm. 
you get the fruitiest drink you can. Because I'm going to tell you something about those fruity drinks. They are the strongest drinks they have. And there is nothing girly about, like, you know, hey, I can either have, like, six IPAs that f- completely fill my stomach. Oh, think of the bloat when you're in your swimsuit, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they completely fill your, you feel full <laughs> so you can't eat, right? And, and, and it takes six of them and they're, and they take, they you know, the IPAs have a wild taste. Some people like the taste, some people don't. Or you get this delightful, you know, frozen, Refreshing. frozen preferably. And you can add, and what's cool about the, the all inclusive, the last all inclusive I was at, you, uh, could, you know, you added your own, they fill it halfway and then you add as much booze as you want and it's all all inclusive. I would add this, this 12-year-old, like, spiced aged rum that's only available in Jamaica. Divine. You and know, it only took one of those. And I, I am seeing stars. I, I was, was a beer happy. girl for the longest time. And so, and you know, there's always really every environment. Most environments are fine to have a beer or whatever. But then I would always feel left out if we were at a fancier restaurant. And I was with girlfriends and they were all drinking wine. And here I am with my bottle of beer. You know, now it's weird because I've become a totally a champagne person. Mm-hmm. It's my drink of choice. I love everything about it. But there are a lot of situations where A, it's not available. Or B, it would be weird. Like, I don't know sitting poolside sipping on champagne. I don't know that that's... Uh, not bad. Doable. Try rosé. Yeah. Spar- sparkling rosé uh, poolside might be well, your I like best a, bet. I like a... Uh, what do I like? Prosecco rosé. Rosé Prosecco. Which is just bubbly rosé. Well, I say I gotta have bubbles. I know you do. So wait, but what is rosé just a fruit? But, 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 well, no, because why don't you just get a daiquiri then? No, no, I do. But I'm just saying, like, you know how everyone has their favorite drink? My yeah. favorite drink is champagne. Then get you so some champagne. Right. Actually, you know what, though? No, that's not true, because in the summer, I drink those Boulevard Quirks. Oh, I forgot about the quirks. And, and it really, it is my summer drink. No, I mean, my, my husband drinks them year-round. I really don't. I'm really a summertime. What was the flavor that was impossible to get? Because they were like the red, white, and blue popsicles. The, yeah, the Rocket Red Punch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Rocket Pop. Uh, Rocket like Pop, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I hope can they bring we, that back this year. Get, oh, can we go get some right now? Should I go check at Hy-Vee? It was hard to find because yeah. everybody wanted that. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully this summer it comes back. But yeah, so that's right. I drink that in the summer. But All right. Well, I will see anyway. you poolside. Both of us <laughs> fully clothed, but Chandler splish splash and taking a bath and doing Let's all the things. Let's just be honest. Eyes are going to be on her anyway. <laughs> So it is all good. Uh, thank you for listening. We was really, you know what, you know what I enjoyed about this conversation. There was no point to it. We That's just kind of let the the conversation go where it may. And those are my favorite conversations to have. And we hope that those are your favorite conversations to listen to. And if there's ever anything you want to hear us discuss or uh, topic suggestion, whatever, you can always email Jenny. It's J-E-N-N-Y at Q104KC.com. Or Mike, M-I-K-E at Q104KC.com. We will we will take every suggestion we can get. We yeah. love hearing from And unlike the radio, this isn't a live thing where we can interact with you live mm-hmm. while we're talking. It's, you know, podcasts are obviously recorded, so yeah, we'll we talk need to get about that anything, email. So, yeah. We'll talk about it the next week, and we'll be good to go. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.